everybody. Good morning. Welcome to King Worldwide. My name is Lisa. Hello, everybody. This is my dad, Roy, and the director, Sally's over there. Say hi, Mom. Hi. Thank you. Okay, today we're talking about speaking and believing from our heart. And I also put down tongue, which is speaking, and heart, which is believing. Me and the director did not like they, that title, they, they so the like director it. is the final say. That's fine. That Glory be to God. That's, that's why that I, I said... Because at the very end of the message, it ties into those of two. Of course it we're going, does. We're going to start off with a, a scripture verse. Oh, yeah. Proverbs 18.21. This is from the New American Bible. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who choose one, or you will choose one, shall eat its fruit. So whatever we choose, we eat. Right. Words are serious business. As believers, we need to get serious about what we say. As Lisa just said, life or death and blessing or curses. Here's a verse to substantiate that. This is from the New King James Version from Proverbs 6, 2. You are snared by the words of your mouth. You are taken by the words of your mouth. That could be good or bad, actually. Good or bad. That's exactly right. Do we speak words of the world? Listen to this. This is an analogy. Do we speak words of the world authored by Satan? Or do we speak words of the kingdom authored by God? Authored by God. And so here's a scripture that will support that. 2 Timothy 3, 16. This is from the Aramaic Bible in plain English. Every writing which is written by the Spirit is profitable for teaching, for correction, for direction, and for a course in righteousness. So every scripture written by the Holy Spirit is a God word. Right. Do So therefore, words are seeds, and seeds are, here's a scripture. <laughs> Luke 8, 11 from the New Living Translation. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is God's word. Words are seeds and seeds are God's word. And what you plant is what you get. So a seed has two parts. I learned this years ago. Farming? It always snow. I learned it at a... Business meeting? Nope. At Kenneth Copeland meeting. Hey, give glory to God. Is that, uh, is that he taught this? For some reason, it stuck with me. In that a seed has two has two parts. One, it has the cover or external uh, part of it, which is called the husk. The second part is the life of the seed. An example, like money, is the husk, and words are the life. And we water. We want to water all seed daily with God's word. Another example. Since we're here at our home, right behind, right behind our, our home oh, yeah. is a pecan tree. And it's loaded with pecans. And uh, uh, so, particularly a lot of them right now, some have fallen, but not many yet. But when, when the... I wish we would go get one and hold when, it. I thought about that, but I forgot. forgot. It. It's okay. Is that, is that when, when the pecan, when it's, on, it's really on the edge... Uh, it's on the edge of the branch, which is, ties into the life fruit. with us. Yes. Yeah. And so 
there's an outer there's an outer husk and it starts to open Shout. up. Mm -hmm. It starts to open up, and then it'll fall. Actually, the husk falls off. It splits. And right? then what what takes place then is that the pecan has an outer shell, mm. and what the squirrels do <laughs> is that they come and they get the pecan. And I can hear. I, I know. Mm. I know their sounds. And uh, the they'll be gnawing on the pecan shell in order to get to the life, mm, the which is the pecan, the pecan. itself. Mm. Acorn the same way. Acorn's got a husk, then a shell, and then the life in it because you can play it. It's grass seed, the same thing. Right. It, it's it's got a husk and a shell, and you go ahead and plant it, and the life. The life that's in the seed is what germinates and what becomes is, is what or, was yeah. expands. Right. So, so the the importance of that of what we're talking about today, those, those analogies are just that um, the our words are seeds, and what we say has life, good or bad. So if we complain about something. That's bad, and that's where the word going to get. It's like planting that word in the ground, if you will, analogy, and what's going to root and come up, grow up, is going to be what the word actually was. Good, good, bad, bad. Or so, <clears throat> blessed and cursed versus yeah. it's really things good and bad, I feel like. Sure. That's, blessed I, and cursed, that's probably right? more, more like, accurate. All right, the Bible tells us that God uses words to do this. This is this is the verse. Romans four seventeen. This is from the Berean little, literal Bible. I have all different Bibles you got, today. You got it covered, don't you? As it has been written, I have made you. This is God to Abraham. Well, in the New Testament, I have made you a father of many nations before God, whom He believed, the one giving life to the dead and calling into being the things not even existing yet. Yeah. So call things that be not as though they were. Right. And and I, I know that kind of confuses some people, but that's really just what it is. And and I'm going to tell you what some people, I didn't have this too much in the past, but some people will say, let me get on it. All of us, one time or another, have actually practiced telling it like it is. Remember, what we say is what we get. But some people think, it's what I get to, some people think that when we call things that be not as though they were, that that's lying. Here's the difference. The difference is, is that when, when, we, when we lie, it's meant to deceive somebody. It's meant to deceive somebody, it's to kind of change things. Mm -hmm. But to speak by faith is to speak words that agree with the Word of God instead of the circumstances around us. I have definitely some things to say about that. Well, praise Jesus. He put in there to give examples, and I'm like, I'm not sure which examples, but they just came, of course. As usual, <clears throat> though, somehow, we growing up, we were blessed to learn to just be positive, have a better attitude, right? Right, right. From that, I noticed that I felt better by smiling and saying I feel good when I didn't. I didn't really understand the significance of that habit until 2012. But let me tell you what the Lord showed me, and this will help all of us. The Lord taught me it's either from God's kingdom, 
and his language, or it's from the devil, Satan, demonic entities, and their curse language. That is, it like you just said, it, they're death. So one easy way is, I always ask, would Jesus say this? Was this in the word? Even if you don't know the word, you can ask yourself, would Jesus say this? Would Jesus say cuss words? No. Would he say can't? No. Would he say try? No. So I got to the point, I did not care what other people said. Like, you're lying. You're not. I said, no, I'm saying what God says about me. This is a promise in God's word. And I'm saying what he said about me, which is the absolute truth. And then my life now reflects that. So it would be different if I was saying, 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 and my life didn't reflect it. But my life immediately started reflecting that because I got in the habit of very strictly to the point of it's annoying to some people right. that always, I, the challenge for me was I wanted to see if how many seconds it would take, I wanted to improve the timing of my mouth, what I spoke and reacted. I always said the, got to the point where I said the right thing, but my goal was to improve the time of if I stubbed my toe or if I fell or dropped everything in my hands, how fast could I say glory to God? Right. First of all, we got to get to where we say the word. But I had done that, and I, the, because it gives the enemy and the entities no room to make it further a mess. Right. They might have caused me to trip. I don't really care. But my angels pick it up and they make it better. And it's been proven in my life. And it's such a fun thing to do. It's not fun while you're doing it. Right. Right. And. You, you used to get mad at me, right? When we were talking and I, we were changing the lamp and I'd say, glory to God, he's fixing it. Glory to God, he's fixing it. It's not fun in the natural, right? Right. right. It's annoying. Right. So if you if you encounter this, just remember what we said. And that is, is that if, if you encounter opposition to you calling those things that be not as though they were, just remember, a lie, which is not, a lie is to deceive someone. A lie is to deceive someone. If you're speaking, just like what Lisa said, if you're speaking, you're speaking God's word. So it doesn't make any difference what their reaction is or what they say about it. If you know in your own mind, in your, heart. That, in, in your heart, yeah. If you know that, then that you're not you're not deceiving them. What you're doing is basically just calling into existence those things that really belong to you. But it doesn't do any good to while you're in front of others to be speaking the word and promises because that's phony. And then behind closed doors or when there is right. stress right. to not do it. That is fake and phony. Right. And that's what gives it a bad name. And, and I think I think that's where most people miss it is that uh, at home in their private is that they, they don't do it. They call they, they tell it like it is. They let the circumstances rule and they respond to the circumstances. And uh, when one will get to the point whereby that they will first inquire right. beforehand, and, and I did that three or four times already this morning, to inquire to Jesus as far as, well, what should I do? Should I do this, do that? And I just waited for him to answer. Right. And, and it, took, it, took, it took a little bit of time, but I know by the more you do that, then the more you're going to be on track. People in the business world, mm -hmm. I don't know of one person in the business world I that did. consistently, that consistently 
Well, before they make a decision with their mind, they'll go ahead and inquire from Jesus as far as what to do or what to say, whatever, and then implement it. Well, you know the Lord taught me that. I, mean, I understand I'm not that. trying to toot my own horn. He taught me that. The now, last two years of my job, no, and it was the greatest thing ever. And and it's that's how the marketplace is supposed to be. Yeah, it sure is. And it uh, usually the marketplace, even for born again Christians, my experience even ministries, right, is that they uh, the they they talk about they, they they talk about as far as uh, market. No, they they talk about as far as just what I said, leaning on Jesus, let Jesus guide them. But then in the implementation of it, they go to worldly positions and worldly thoughts, worldly execution. Methodologies and execution, and, right. And at the same and at the same time, that's kind of clothed, if you will, in a blank of blanket of spirituality. And and it's fake. It, it it's fake and really it doesn't work. Because I know for a long time, unintentionally, I did it. Now, listen to this last part here because I think it's really good. Yeah. Heart, your heart without words, without words, is better than words without heart. Let me say it again. Yeah, what does that mean? Heart. Like what's in your heart? With, like you without, without words. What, what you believe without words because what's in your heart is there, so God it's, it's going to come out. Yeah, heart without words is better than words, which are really natural without I see. heart. So just like blah 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 blah, and you're trying to change your heart, it's not going to yeah, work. The, the words without heart, they have no faith to back to back it up. And you really want to know what it is? Yeah, it's wishing, hoping. Yeah, it's it, not even it's, a God. It's hope. wishing because what it is is that words without heart. That's worldly communication. That's right. really what it is. Right. And who's the God of this world? Mm. And who has jurisdiction over the things of this world? The little G in the word God. So until we take authority. So, but it, it one it it, uh, it it takes some attention as far as to get control of the words, and the implementation of it for me was that once I once I got it on the front burner, so to speak, is that going through life. I mean, I'd mess up and, and, and say, yeah, say the world. And, and it was it was in the case where the, the mess ups was less and less and right. less and less. Right. And still, even today, it pops up. But, same. Uh, but on the, on the same token, if if that's your goal, is that everything you you do, you say, you think in life, you ask Jesus what to do, then that's when the blessings will just flow into your life. And he said we'll be held accountable for every word. Yeah, it's in Matthew. Every sure is. single word, if we haven't repented, everything. Right. If we just talk about the weather, whatever. Unless it's inspired by God about being a blessing. I, It just came like a revelation. It's not in legalism, though. Right. It's in a heart matter. Because okay. then when you cast out devils, they obey. But if we're mixed in our language... Right. They can't. They they think we're crazy. They, they won't they, obey. Don't have any power. Right. Okay. Lastly, but when we speak and believe the promises of God, our tongue and heart—that was a title—becomes <laughs> lined up with the Word of God. Let me let me say it. When we speak and believe the promises of God, over seven thousand promises in the Bible, the promises of God, then our tongue and our heart become lined up yes. with the Word of God, which is exactly the ultimate way to live live life on this earth. Yes. Okay. All right. See Have you a soon. Great day.